to Growing Up Christian and part two of our episode with Chris from Fireworks. Uh, thank you guys for being patient with this particular episode layout this week. I won't waste too much time here, but uh, again, if you enjoy the show, leave us a review wherever you listen to it and share it with friends. If you aren't in the Discord yet, you can find a link to that in our link tree on our Instagram bio. You should definitely join. It's a fun place. So without further ado, here's the conclusion to our episode with Chris from Fireworks. What uh, do you happen to remember any of the names of the retreats that you went to? No. Like, did you go to winter camp or something like that? Or I don't. I remember one of them was actually like, one of them was actually really cool because it was like, we went to like the, we went to like the dunes, you know? Uh, oh, nice. Up, in, up north, and that was cool. And then the other like one Christian we were... Burning Man. Yeah, and the other one we did go to, it was in November. I remember that. And we were just kind of in some, like, nature area, probably in, like... It honestly may have even been around where you grew up, Casey, like, sort of in that realm. Not too far away, you know what I mean? But, like, not too close to where we're from and kind of nature-y. Um, and uh, that's all I really remember. I don't. I don't want to go back too far. But do you think we could do episode two of this? I could get some of those dads on, and we could do a redemption for them. Like try to see, like try try to see if they could round two my work. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I mean they might we be will round table this. I'm up for it. <laughs> round table. I'll come up with some great questions. Casey and I will moderate the. The discourse. Oh, this is perfect. I love this idea. Man, that would be funny. They're like, who are you? <laughs> we forgot about you as soon as you were gone. And you don't know how this works, do you? You never came back. Did you ever, so did anything ever like bring you into it? Or were you always like adjacent to that, that evangelical Chris, like mega church? Always church very world? adjacent, always very adjacent to it. Uh, my, my uh, best friend, Brett, who's actually in fireworks as well. Um, he honestly, like, I know you're this probably don't want to do two from the same, but like, he would be a really good person for this. Cause like, he was the person, like some of the people I'm talking about who were kind of into this, like they had him do okay. a confession and stuff. Like nice. I went to it as a friend, you know, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, what I mean? <laughs> this is crazy. But like, no, it was always adjacent to me. Um, and the I think the true climax of this all was Cornerstone, because oh yeah yeah because Casey I played was, Cornerstone. Kate, what the fuck, Casey? What band? <laughs> oh, it, it barely counts. Poison written. We played those ones that were just like a, a Home like Depot, like the generator ones, and a PA stand. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't a we we weren't a main attraction. Yeah, we, I well, remember a band from Michigan playing called "With Wings of Lead." How for a metalcore name? That's so oh metalcore. That is, dude. <laughs> well, I was like, I was, conf- I think I was completely like comfortable in the fact that I was not part of that and like didn't was a non-believer. And then I think a lot of like clearly because they don't care. That's that's the thing I want to say is like some of my friends who were part of this were so fucking cool, like they knew I wasn't into this shit, but they were like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like they were like, come hang out with us. You know, that's what it was like. And like, 
they weren't actually trying to like convert me at all. And like, you know, one of my best friends to this day, I mean, Brett's not a believer in, anymore, but like one of my best friends to this day, that was kind of all with that totally not into religion, but like total Jesus Christian guy, like in a great way though, you know, it's like, it's awesome. You know? And like, but my point is even then, like we were, we, no one cared. They swore and did dumb shit, you know, like it wasn't, but, um, since I was so confident, like not really being a part of this, I felt more open to like doing some of this stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't care about this shit, but like, I'll go to this like music festival where we're camping. So <laughs> the first year we went, I mean, I will say that the cornerstone experience was like, I went two years in a row and I want to say it was truly one of the most like eye opening, bizarre, just like, I don't have enough words to really put into just how insane that, that festival is. And like, especially what, what, seeing what years not, are we talking? We're talking two. Hold on. I want to say it was like two, it was either 2002 and 2003 or 2003 and 2004. I don't. Oh man. I That's right in the cut. Yeah. So to give you this a little synopsis, a little rundown, because there's too much to even go over. Uh, I'm Googling the lineup of 2003 Cornerstone right now. <laughs> well, I'll give you I'll give you this. I remember it was in North Carolina. Band, no, it was in uh, Illinois somewhere. Right. All right like, this is the this has to be the wrong thing then. Yeah, it was in I'm Illinois. Sorry. somewhere. During that band Zayo, like the metalcore mm. band. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still, still good band. Um, Zayo was great, actually. That's there someone, was, he's one of those let's people. Tell the line. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, Zayo, no, it's just every time I hear the name, it rings a bell because it's like they've come up a million times. Uh, they have a long history of like being a Christian band, the ups and downs of that. And I, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I still have, I just always forget to try to contact people from Zayo, but they're I, I think they're the like singer quintessential would be Christian a, metalcore. I think the singer would be a good one because like I don't think they are a Christian band anymore. Well, no, I could be not. way off. Oh they're okay, not. okay. They they fell off a little while back, but even they had the word are they aren't they kind of thing for a while that really fucks some yeah. Christians up. Right. <laughs> they probably had the longest previous member roster on yes, Wikipedia. It's unreal. <laughs> Yeah, they have it, a fantastic like, DVD called. I, was the DVD the Lesser Lights of Heaven DVD? Or I know that was one of the songs on the Funeral of God. But they have, um, yeah, they're they had like when bands do bands still do DVDs? I don't think so. I, I think now they would just be YouTube. YouTube videos now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, sorry, man. Sorry, go. No, no. Uh, this actually doesn't really have anything to do with Zayo. That's the best part. Um, a girl had like a fake exorcism during their set. Like, like I'm not making this up. Like the crowd parted and like the like band stopped playing <laughs> and she was like on the ground, like acting possessed and like people, not actually, I'm sorry, not exorcism possession. I'm sorry. No one exercised. Okay. She, uh, she oh, faked wow. like a pos- giant a failure possess- on the Christian part true i never thought about that way but true like she fake i mean i'm gonna say faked and i think everyone here would agree and most listeners would agree (laughs) she was like acting like she was possessed during their set and i would love to be able to say like poor girl actually had like a fucking seizure or something 
But no, she was like, like yelling and stuff. And people were like terrified and they were like praying and stuff. And I was like, where you guys think this is real? Like, holy shit. And then I remember it was like people were buzzing about it like the next day and later on that like this girl was possessed and had this weird possessed episode and then we like saw her at like Meyer, you know, like it's when we're like getting supplies, it's like walking around and stuff. And I was like, yo, these people are insane. And that's so that's my first part. My second part is it's where I truly learned about like the pro life side of like that world. Like oh, I no never way. something I just never really thought about because I was young, you know, I was I don't really think about that shit ever. And then I just kept seeing like fetus images and like stuff like that i'm like what the fuck is this about and then i was like oh okay like this is like a and obviously i got a little more educated myself and i was like okay like i'm starting to understand this but like yeah it's kind of i talked about this with ian a little bit who did our interview on stereo gum because his um his i'm sorry i don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife but um she was a part of like the evangelical church and like a big cornerstone goer. And like, she's a photographer and stuff now, I think he said, but like she, something like that. But anyway, she, he was just saying how like, she talks about what I'm about to say a lot, which is like, this like the weird ass, like crust punk crossover too into like Christianity. Like there's like a crust punk scene at cornerstone and like it was just so mind-boggling to me because I was like, how does this happen? You know what I mean? Like, how does <laughs> how are there people who believe in this stuff and they're crust punks too? Like, I don't I don't know. So like my point is like Cornerstone was like in a weird way, like I already was like this shit is crazy. It was definitely like the final nail in the coffin of terms of like, I don't know what the hell this is all about. I don't get it. I don't get why, how radical these people are, how passionate they are. I don't, I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? Like it was all very wild to me. So did they, did they have like a pro-life booth set up or something like that? Or rock for life? I I couldn't tell you. All I do know is that like a friend, a friend that went girlfriend, I remember like bought a sticker and like had it on her car and I'd always be so fucking embarrassed driving in there. <laughs> Cause like if we ever so, did anything and I ended up in her car, I'd be like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> it didn't stay. But, it didn't last very long. I don't think on her car, but you know, we, uh, rock for life was one of the big, uh, the, one of the big like vendors for like apparel with anti-abortion shit on it. And, uh, a friend of mine had a hoodie that was like, she's a child, not a choice. And then I, with no nuance at all had giant block letters. Abortion is homicide. And I still cringe when I think about that time in my life. It's pretty courageous. Yeah. Well, when, so when I was in a very brave, (laughs) I I felt brave because I was, so I was just in a, you know, local metalcore band in high school and we played yeah, right. So I don't know if you guys ever coming through this area, you might have hit the the Worcester Palladium before. I don't. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, we actually just play there in October. Yeah, and I was actually not to go off on this fucking bummed because I was trying to go. You were there with um the Wonder Years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was trying to get to that show, but my friend decided to get fucking married in Virginia. What an asshole! How so selfish I can you be? 
And then you guys were in DC the day before the, I think it was the day before his wedding. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just fly to DC, rent a car, like go to that show, rent a car, and then drive to Virginia after that. And we were trying to meet up in DC and none of it worked out. I was major bummed that my friend ruined my ability to experience that tour. So yeah. Anyway, going, friend. fuck you, Jacob. Yeah. We'll put that out there. Um, <laughs> but so the Palladium once a year, they used to, I think back when everyone was in metalcore bands, like maybe there's not so many these days, but it was like one of those like bullshit battle of the bands kind of things. And, uh, I, uh, I wore my abortion as homicide shirt that <laughs> night and it was weird. Were you victorious? <laughs> no, I mean, so other, I, all the one thing I remember is feeling kind of embarrassed, but feeling like I was really standing up for my faith. And then someone yelling abortion rules from the audience. That's so you, <laughs> you won no earthly rewards that night, but no. heavenly no. rewards, maybe. And that might have been like what kickstarted my friends being like, I don't know if this is a good fit for you, man. <laughs> Why was it small? Like too tight on you? Stupid. It, oh, it was tight as fuck, yeah. dude. Because. Well, it had to be at the time, right? At the oh, time, metalcore band, yeah, yeah. Uh, it had to, it had to be short enough to show my studded belt with my Zayo butt belt buckle. Bring it back to Zayo okay. for a second. I did have a cool Zayo belt buckle, and of course, my skinny jeans. So, right, you had to have like had part of it. your gooch sticking out of your jeans. They had to be that low and that tight. It's like yeah. the the mantle toe, I think, is what it is when you. <laughs> So Dude, what you're saying like, was the Palladium was your pulp, your pulpit that night. It was that night, <laughs> yeah. and nobody got saved. <laughs> I remember having like one of those moments though, where you're like, I, it was later on, it was after college, and there was like a big metalcore festival thing at like, it was called Bledfest. You, I don't know if you ever went to that, but it was in Heartland, Michigan, and uh, I played. We played one year. Oh, there we go. Maybe it was one of the years that I went. I think fireworks played like one of the last years. It was like 2014, maybe, or something like that. Oh, that might have very well been there or something. But I remember like uh, For Today played. And if oh, anybody. I know like, what you're getting at. <laughs> so they, they, the guy would like, he was a big guy with dreads, and he would like preach a full fledged sermon from the from the stage and i wasn't like a huge fan of them anyways and like that was really uncomfortable and i don't know but i remember like this guy somebody had like pushed a kid you know that that typical like metalcore pit drama where like somebody pushes somebody and they get in their face and then nobody ever does anything they just kind of like scream at each other and then they go to their sides right fight dance to see who the winner is yeah, and I remember like the the singer like stopping things and being like, "Guys, you know that's not what we're here to do. We're here to spread positivity." And then he went into this whole big long deal that was like a, a salvation message sort of thing. And I remember I was standing behind this kid who was like tall, skinny kid, you know, swoopy haired stuff, and I could see, he was texting, and I could see on his phone he was saying, "God is here in this room right now, bro." <laughs> i was too far out at that point i'm just like oh god why i shouldn't be here anymore god is in this room right now bro 
the, the, the recipient was like, Pastor Damp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, unfortunately, like, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe, uh, I, I'm sure you guys don't have rules on this podcast, but yeah, I just unfortunately was never like part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely was on the sidelines though and had my own perspective of it all. But uh, yeah, man, uh, that I this kind of stuff is like some of my favorite though to talk about because I just think it's like so funny and just so weird yeah. and just awesome. And it's always I, it's interesting to hear like somebody who was. Uh, who was on the sidelines of this stuff, who was like the kid that was getting invited, you know, and stuff like that, because yeah, especially in your situation, because I don't know if like, if there's a thing kind of happening over the past, I don't know, however many years of, of people who have come out of that evangelical setting and they're not like, they're still looking for some form of spirituality and they end up in like Orthodox churches a lot. Like it's there's, big movement of those kids kind of moving into that and it's weird because there's i guess in your mind you group them together in a way because yeah it's christianity or whatever but there's a real like split between like evangelicalism which i i don't know i guess like the appeal is meant to be like this personal relationship with jesus and it's all like this it's supposed to be this big emotional experience that you feel at all times and like that was, you know, everybody, including us, that talks about about that. Like, there was points in your life where you felt like guilty or like an imposter because you weren't having these big emotions and 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 feelings and stuff about what was happening around you, and it seemed right. like everybody else was. And evangelicalism kind of like prioritized that and sort of like belittled the um, like the traditions and the and the um, God, what am I? The ceremonial side of of religion, you know, traditional religion, they really like belittled all of that. And I think like it's it's interesting how people who come out of that environment seem to like have an appreciation for for those things now. Like, man, what was missing was like ceremony and and traditions and you know like these these things that are almost more like meditation rather than some sort of like forced march salvation prayer and stuff and yeah i don't know it's it's a it's that's, that's a really that- interesting way to put it like my friend um one of my best friends he's he's you know he's still a christian the one i referenced before but it's i it's odd you say that because me and him are both very into like like weird religious imagery and like stuff like like that like of the past and more traditional so yeah you might be onto something there like it's a i don't know i always like find myself like liking the icons like the religious i don't have one in my office but like the old orthodox religious icons and stuff like that and like um that's a really i actually work um um i work for a company now i won't say the name but i work uh off air i will um i work for a company (laughs) now that does um, like Buddhist type meditative, like, like meditation and stuff like that. Like they, they're in that world, you know, to an extent, I should say not strictly, but it is interesting to like when I would talk to some people, like 
it is interesting how many came from Christianity. Like it was so yeah. eye-opening. Like I felt like so many, like when they would just kind of like talk about themselves or like, you know, whatever, you know, it just felt like so many people would be like, mention how like, yeah, like I grew up Christian or like I, you know, whatever. And this makes more sense to me now. And, you know, it's like they were still needing that void filled kind of, you know what I mean? Like they still yeah needed it, but they found it in like a more, more spiritual more personal, more accepting, I guess, also inclusive type environment. So I think there's definitely something to that. I agree with you. Like, I think um, that's a, it's like a, I, I went and got, I went to, I was one time waiting to get to, for Thai food to be done. And there was like a bunch of people waiting. And this guy was like, oh, so you live around here? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I ordered Thai food around here. But yeah, I was like, yeah, like, He's like, oh, yeah, my wife and I, um, we just moved here and blah, blah. So he's just like making small talk with me. And I just was like kind of starting to get this vibe because I was like, I don't know many people who talk this way. Like, I'm fine with small talk, but like some of the questions and stuff, you know. And then he was like, oh, so you're in. He asked me what I did for a living and stuff. He's like, oh, OK, so you do like digital marketing stuff and ads and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like do you mind if I ask you a question? Like just pick your brain a little bit, like personally and professionally. And I was like, sure. Like what's up? And he's like, well, the reason I moved here is I'm the, I'm a church director at like a fairly large local church. Again, if mega church is here, they might be like here. You know what I mean? And he's like, I'm just be honest with you. It's my job to try to get people like your age and their families to like come to church. Like, and one of my main ideas is like, I think like, you know, we need to do away with like the morning mass. Like who wants to go to church so early? Like that whole kind of like, oh, my think God. outside the box take. And like, <laughs> I just like, was like, I just think like, it's different now. You know, I just don't think, you know, like he seemed like a nice guy. So I feel bad, but like, you know, I just don't think that will be that way ever again. Like the way he's picturing in his head, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I don't think it's the time of church. I don't think it's coffee shops inside the church. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's more than that. And I think like a lot of things that people align with, uh, Christianity with now, and especially like evangelicalism is like not good, you know? And I think like, even if maybe they grew up that way, they are almost maybe ashamed in a weird way or don't want like people to know you know, I didn't go that deep with him, you know, because like, you know, whatever. But like, I thought that was really interesting because this was only like two years ago and like not maybe if that I just thought it was really interesting that this guy was like nice guy, like seemed smart, but like was just like probably tasked with this impossible duty of just like you got to raise <laughs> yeah. our members by this much. And like, I mean, the dude is saying they're thinking about changing like the time of when church is like thinking Basically, like that like, will he watched like a youtube video about a google <laughs> office space and he's like what if we did away with the pews and we had medicine <laughs> balls and we got a kombucha <laughs> bar you get your booch on you know and i mean hey you know what if uh we catered in uh sushi once a month or something like that like 
Yeah. You, know, you I, can yeah, just report into church when you feel like it. You kind of work your own hours sort of thing. Yeah, it is funny how like it's... that guy like, okay, so I had a similar situation this past weekend. April and I are in this store and this guy is like a younger guy. He came up and just started like making conversation with us out of the blue. He asked about restaurants locally. And it's funny how like at this point in your life, you're like, is he about to witness to me or is he about to like, <laughs> sell me Advocare? He's like, he's either going to be like, Hey man, uh, do you know where you're going when you die? Or it's going to be like, have you ever dreamed to own in your own business? Oh, it's yeah. 100%. One of the other scam. <laughs> it's all about the, it's all about the tone though. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's like not nor you could tell there's a point to it. Like you could tell there's like a, being around the bush end game the way they're like wording things and you're like i was like oh i know it's i fucking know it's coming from this guy yeah. like, oh that's not what i expected you know that was uh oh man but yeah i guess my point in that is like it's just like interesting to me to see uh, i don't know i don't know the stats or anything but like much like corporations and stuff it almost seems like like if you want to call mega churches like the corporations like they're probably growing and these smaller churches, even though they're not small, are probably like, holy shit, how are we supposed to get people to come here? You know what I mean? Like, we can't Competing compete. with Amazon. <laughs> yeah, we can't compete with, like, the big, beautiful church that has, like, the Christmas plays where the angels fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, it's like, you know, like, what are we supposed to do? Which is a real thing that happens at a church around me. Uh, like, that is real. Like a church. Oh, I used to go to the Christmas pageant that. at the Christmas pageant at Thomas road Baptist church in Lynchburg. That's the one that's adjacent to Liberty university and their Christmas show. They went off. And I remember sitting there even then being like, this feels excessive for a story where they overly emphasize a poor family where Jesus was a, born in a lowly manger like it just feels like very the, excessive the smoke <laughs> billows out from under the manger and there's like ominous music and then baby jesus pops up with one of those two-headed guitars and just like shreds 80s style for a couple of minutes i think the Asian. best uh christmas story pat whatever the chris that i saw in a church was when like a woman actually gave birth live and joseph cut the umbilical cord and they held up the baby G that was unbelievable is that real mercy no 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 <laughs> oh my god i was gonna say how did i not hear about this god that is incredible it was a nine-hour program the it was next level authenticity there, there, I, was, that, was, weeping. <laughs> there was that video that went around this year like christian nightmares shared it and stuff but it was like the people on the hooks they're like drummers, I think. And they're like flying across the ceiling of the church in this big auditorium and they're drumming. And I, so when you said that that was, you had one of those near you, I was thinking like, oh man, is that the Instagram Christmas show? I wonder. No, this is a, this is a Northridge church. It's like on, I think it's technically in, I think it's Plymouth, Michigan. It's right off M14 and it's like, insanely large i don't really know anything else about them besides like they do all the classic modern day like evangelical church shit and like their christmas performance like 
people who aren't even involved whatsoever will go because they're like it's unbelievable. And like I know I the church the you're age, talking about. I remember the angels flying was a big selling point for a lot of people. And a friend of mine, she does like the aerial performance stuff. Like, Oh, uh, with the, uh, yeah. Yeah. With like the ties. Stash. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they hired like her whole unit squad, whatever team to do some sort of warm up or part of the show, like flying on these things. And like, yeah, it's like, yeah. (laughs) I don't think they do the drum thing, but they definitely do some like some crazy stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I, I've, I've definitely driven by that church. I don't know that I've ever been in, but I remember people talking about it and stuff. There was one in Brighton that was like really, it was just getting bigger and bigger that I went to. What was that my one called? For a little while. 242. Oh, damn, dude. 242. I know, just a number, right? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a church, 242. 242. Yeah. They're not messing with I didn't like, like angel it. numbers, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's a whole numerology <laughs> thing that actually means like Satan imbues me or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I, I could like imagine it. that area is like crazy. Like, I mean, like not crazy, but I would imagine a church like that in that area would do like insanely well. I mean, like probably so many people. It's, yeah, it's really like the perfect environment for them. Right. I don't know. It's it's just a different. It's a thing that appeals to a different group of people. It just I I think like our generation, by and large, just doesn't love that stuff. And maybe it's because our parents loved it so much. You know, maybe that's why we don't really like it because it seems fake and whatnot. You know, because I know like our parents' generation really didn't want to go to a church where you just stand. St- you know stock straight and sing out of a hymnal you yeah. know and i don't know turn around and greet yeah, your I, neighbor I, I often wonder if like there's also an element of like like we're in a society where like everything now like let's say marketing wise needs to be authentic right like like they like everything is like like to your point casey like it, like i remember reading something where a ceo was like you no longer a ceo of a business you're also like essentially like a humanitarian who has to like explain how they're going to save the world, you know, like being green and stuff like that. Like, and then like, you know, you probably see like, I'm trying to come up with an example right now, but like, you know, like it started with tunnels. Like, like you could take like Noxzema for instance. (laughs) And like Noxzema probably used to just say Noxzema, but I noticed the other day it says like with fresh natural eucalyptus, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like everything is like, yeah. Or like very natural and not just with product. I think also with like work environments and stuff like that. So yeah. there might also just be an element where like as annoying as that stuff could be and fake as that stuff could be in a, in the ironic way, there also just might be an element where it's like, you can't do that with like an evangelical church anymore or a lot of churches. So like, everything does seem fake because like in a weird way it is fake like to people like i mean to people who are there it might not be fake but like like oh okay well this sense of community it's not real you just want me to join the church you know what i mean like oh well this cool coffee shop thing oh i say that because we mentioned that in the song but like eh, oh no well it's only there because you want me to be part of the church like everything is almost like this like mirage that's like, and I think maybe some people 
are like now getting too wise to the point where they're like, that's no, this isn't real. Like you just want to use me for this. And, you know, like I'd rather to your point, get into more ceremonial traditional stuff, or I'd rather get into like yoga and uh, meditation. You know what I mean? Like, or influencers, you know, I know a lot of people say <laughs> like influencers are like literally the new gods, like actually. So like, you know, the new the thing. Church of what a mimic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, like it's made me super, maybe I'm cynical anyways, but like all of this, like constant, like constantly being sold uh, authenticity at every turn. It just, just made me feel very cynical about anything, everything coming like, from a guy who's a salesperson for a living. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah, that's dude. I, I feel like part of it. So the thing that I run into all the time is whether it's like in a general sense or in like my specific, like automotive realm, like, yeah. uh, like motivational speakers and consultants, I run into them all the time. And I, I hate them. I like, I hate them. And I just like, I've seen so many now, like I don't buy it anymore. Like at the company advertising stuff, like the constant, like trying to sell you this idea that like they're out to help people around the world and stuff. And it's like, I wish you would just make a good product that I can buy and you would yeah. leave me alone. I don't want to <laughs> hear like your mission statement. I don't want to hear how you're like cheating the carbon credit situation. Like just, just make a product that's decent, that comes from a good place and sell it to me. And I will either like it and buy more or I won't. But like, right. stop this nonsense. Yeah, it has to be wrapped up in this, like, yeah. I mean, there's how many people are also like, you know, oh, what do you do for a living? And they're like, oh, I'm like a life coach, or I'm like a, uh, you know, I'm a, cons I'm a, cons I'm a consultant. Like I always say, like people who do that are like, you're just actually someone who has the fucking balls to be like, I'm gonna tell a business that I can like go stand in front of them and essentially tell them how to operate. Like, yeah, I just Dude, have you are one hundred percent right. Like, I just have the confidence to be able to do that. I'm not actually qualified by any means, but the, they want this. And I just have me one of the people who have the guts to say that's what I do. So I'm just going to go do it because it's like, I can't. Oh, I, oh I'm a, uh, I, I help people see like the real them. And, oh, I help businesses. Oh, how? Like, the, you know, with their team and strategy. And it's just like all these buzzwords. Yeah. That like, yeah. All the buzzwords. I, like, yeah. Dude. The the la the company that I was working at before I moved into working at a school, um, before he was, started doing that to children, yeah, <laughs> which was life sucking. <laughs> so I was in corporate retail and I was uh, just miserable. I hated every second of it. And but the company I was working for hired a consultant to help us figure out how to get our supply chain like on the up and up and. I don't know what you guys know about Bed Bath & Beyond, but they're not doing great. And this guy came from Bed Bath & Beyond after they did a whole restructure and let go of everybody. So it's like you were you were in charge of a failing business on the supply chain end, and then they were bought and restructured and all of these people left were like forced out. And now you're a consultant telling people how to run their supply chain. And... <laughs> Uh, he obviously must know something, but I'm like, I, I also know he was making my salary every like 12 weeks. And you're just like, just being on, 
just so we could have like a couple of conference calls a week with people. And you're just like, that's what you're talking. I mean, he sold it. He sold the shit yeah, out of yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like what, what the improvements we made based on the info, like he would come in, talk to everyone and be like, this is what you need to do. And then we would all have that conversation and be like, we can't do that yet. Now this, I mean, we could maybe work towards it, but also not really. And then the changes we made were essentially none of them. And he still made a lot of money every time he picked up the phone and you're just like, that's it. I mean, what a, I mean, what, it's a, what he sells job, but like, and what those people sell is not like, Hey, I'm going to bring in like fundamental principles. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, I want to bring in some like fundamental principles and we're just going to like fix the small processes that are causing a lot of your things to go wrong. Like that doesn't sell. Nobody's going to pay you $3,500 a day to show up and do those little things, right? What they need to hear is you turn over. I know you don't know what to do with your business that's falling apart. All you got to do is turn over the keys to me. That's all you got to do. And I'm going to fix it. Don't you even worry about it. Hey, you don't need even need to watch the, the books, right? I'll just take <laughs> care of it. And then, you know, they, they like squeeze them for as long as they can and nothing really changes. And eventually they you know, they cancel their service and they move on to the next one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, you can't, can't get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of, kind of is what it's like. Uh, it reminds me of a, a friend of mine. Like when we were young was like, dude, you got to hear this. I saw this thing on like back when Craigslist really took off, like really was starting out. He's like, I saw one of those, like make X amount of dollars a week from home things. Uh, but instead of it being like make fifteen hundred dollars a week, make a thousand dollars a week, it was like make three hundred dollars a week, and he was like, "That actually seems, seems kind, of, kind of believable." <laughs> yeah. So he down he he messages the guy, and the guy's like, "Oh hey, so like, do you want to make the three hundred dollars a week?" Blah, blah blah. And he's like, "Yeah yeah, whatever." Like what what's so what is, what is the job? He's like, "All right, well the cool thing is it's like it's a." working from like your house type thing. Like that's why it's from home. So all you have to do is you just send me 10 bucks and you know, like I'll send you the, like the course and everything you need to do to make the money. And my friend was like, uh, okay. He's like, you know what? Guy seems normal. Like $10 is not that much to lose. He seems like he's a legit dude. That's, he's like, that's a fuck it. I'll just say to him, so he sends him the $10. The guy's like, all right, cool. Like, here you go. And sends like a document or something. And my friend opens up the document and was like, oh my God. And it essentially was like, so this is it. Like, this is what you it do is. This. You do this to other yeah, people. Yeah, like you do this. <laughs> gotcha. And like, and some of the things that were in there were like tips, you know, like don't put the money too high because people are going to think you're, <laughs> another scammer you know what i mean like like keep the money somewhat reasonable like show people that you're like kind of smart actually like show people that you're like a real person because like they're giving you such little money that like worst case scenario if they get really really angry you can just refund them like five whatever amount you set like you can refund them the five or ten bucks they won't care you know what i mean like <laughs> it, it doesn't hurt you and my friend was actually like this is actually kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like, I don't know if he ever did it, but he's like, this is actually like 
a very like reasonable way to do this. Like, I mean, it's I a down to earth scam. Five, yeah, like I only spent like five to ten bucks. Like, these are some good tips. Like, I feel like if someone else opened this, they from me, they would be like, okay, like that's I didn't lose much money doing this. Like, I get the point. He just made ten bucks. Like, if you got <laughs> twenty people a week, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's what that kind of stuff reminds me of. Just like. It's so okay, funny. just pay the money and just like get what you want people to think it is, and like you're good. Like, they'll, excuse me, they'll take you seriously. I would love to see an audience poll of like how many people listening had a mom that responded to one of those ads to be a secret shopper. That was my, like the the my in-laws were secret shoppers. My in-laws were secret shoppers, and they ate at Friendlies for free frequently before they discontinued yeah, the program. Wow. Why did you ever? I don't know if it's nationwide, but Casey, did you ever fall for like Cutco knives? I fucking sold oh, Cutco yeah. knives. I did. Yeah, so you did fall for it. <laughs> yeah. I have a Cutco knife. I used it to chop up some deer this weekend. <laughs> they're they're actually good knives. They yeah. They are. Um, I still have the set that I sold when like I I had to buy the set when I was like seventeen and doing this, and I still have it and I still use it, and the knives are still sharp. That's and a good scam se- right did there. Did you ever sell to anyone that wasn't your family? <laughs> I uh, I did. I I managed to So you actually like you okay made it. it. You made it. Church was very helpful for that. Uh and then Oh, there you go. Yeah. Once you're there it is. Once you're in their house, they're like, "Well, I'm going to have to see this bitch for the next rest of my life on Sunday." So, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll buy a knife. I want to see pers- maybe you got maybe you guys can host it like I want to see like a Venn diagram of like evangelical Christian kids and Cutco not like yeah. I mean like, like I I hate to say it but you know what I mean if you're gonna fall for one you'll probably fall for the other so like yeah you know like Cutco <laughs> knives and Kirby vacuums dude the vacuums I remember oh my god I remember the vacuums uh I fell for one that was like and I knew a few other this one was genius. Also, I knew a few other people who fell for it. Um, It was like, it was described, it was on Craigslist, and it was like art, like art dealer management or something like, something, some buzzwords where you're like, when you're like some creative teenager, you're like, oh, it was like, like art dealer, like assistant, something like that. And the description was essentially like, yeah, so like I I own a gallery that sells art and you don't have to do any sales like or no like it was like your job would be to like help with the gallery just shit where like that actually sounds fucking cool for like a 16 17 year old like that's a sweet gig like be around this art and you're like at a gallery and stuff like this is sweet. So <laughs> I answered the ad and the guy was like, I wish you could see where I am right now, but my, my work, my office is in like a research park type place, you know? So this guy was like, Hey, yeah, like awesome. Like, so like, you know, I saw like your resume and stuff seems like, seems like a good fit. Like, which is always kind of a red light when you're like, Oh, I don't even have to interview. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, why don't you like meet me here? And we'll like, we'll like, you know, see how it goes. Like we'll do like a, so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So he gives me the address, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of a weird place for, like, a gallery. You know, like, the city he mentioned in the listing was, like, had, like, a little downtown area. So I just assumed it would be there. And I pulled up to this, like, kind of industrial-type 
area like where there's a lot of offices and stuff and it was at like a wendy's or mcdonald's parking lot like where i met him and i'm like what the fuck is going on so the dude seems totally harmless and i was like i could you know he was i was like i could probably until he opened his trench yeah no seriously i'm not kidding i was like i could probably like beat this guy up if i had to you know what i mean like if it really came down to it and unless he had a weapon or something you know i feel safe enough but like he seemed fine and He's like, cool, man. Like, nice to meet you, whatever. And probably like in his thirties or something. So I'm like, sweet. And he's like, all right. So you will ride in my car. And I'm like, oh. I was like, are we going somewhere? He's like, oh, we have. Like, remember how I said we sell the art? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. We have to like drop some off. Like, said some shit like that, or deal some, or whatever. All right, cool. Turns out what this job was. <laughs> was another pyramid scheme where, you know, when you go into like a dentist or doctor's office or any kind of office. And like, since, since Casey and I are both from Michigan, like you go in there and there'll be like a red wings, like, like Joe Lewis arena framed picture or like, uh, Oh uh, God, that was the I art. Guess, yeah. You know, just like city stuff. And then there'd be like, there'd be like very like generic like waterfalls and shit like like stock <laughs> images of like either like local sports nature like shit like that <laughs> and you're going into these businesses blind and you're like hey so i and you know like in the big portfolio zip ups you know like so i have some art here for sale if you guys would like to like put it on the wall you know like like here we have this and like we went to like A five places yeah, and literally everyone was like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? They were like, like, so basically what I found out was like, this guy does that under some fucking parent company or pyramid scheme. And he then hires like younger other people to like, he probably do the sales and he'll take money. You know what I mean? Like he's setting up like his own little, uh, he's continuing the pyramid by like hiring probably like a few people to like go around. And if he gets a few sales, he's like, sweet so here's your money and here's what i get to keep from like yeah. all these people and i was just like what a fucking sham dude this is a he like already, i actually was like that's actually kind of amazing though because i bit you know what i mean like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but he bought all that been, art at a wholesale price <laughs> what's that yeah. <laughs> i feel well, like I, that's like that's like motel six art it's like you go into the hampton yeah. inn and they they have like the the painting of like grass on the on the wall, and you're like, uh, yeah. How many of these did they print up? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like a Massachusetts equivalent. Like I don't know, maybe like like the like Boston Commons or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would be like, Any just picture like, of Boston or Fenway Park or, or just like yeah, a, a man Park, with the like... face of a rat eating a lobster roll and getting it on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that too it's definitely yeah, like, like just you know, like the, the shit tea. you see in like dentist office you know like on the wall where it's just like oh that's a picture of <laughs> oh my god a park that exists like that's cool you know like, what i mean like it's like a short emaciated man in a stocking cap shouting racial slurs yeah it just says <laughs> boston underneath it it's like just highlighting adults who cannot control themselves as sporting events yeah guaranteed after every big sporting event there will be multiple flip it's just a bunch of people in boston hats standing around a flipped car <laughs> <laughs> just admiring their work yeah oh, oh man my God. but yeah all the, i guess uh i guess this is to 
to combine the two ideas all that stuff to me somehow all goes together with this combo i don't know why like it's all in the same weird realm of like selling something weird and it you know like just masses buying in and just fucking i don't know it's mind mind boggling to me but well apparently all the uh despite being adjacent to all that culture that evangelical christian culture it had a big enough impact you impact on you to seep into uh, on you guys to seep into the lyrics of uh of the new fireworks album a pretty good bit Uh, yeah absolutely i think i think to sum that up i think it's just like it's it is wild how much influence we didn't really touch on the influence part but i think it goes without saying now like how much influence that actually all has and uh, you know not to i don't really care to explain many like song meanings and lyrics because like i think that's up for interpretation but the first song the title actually alludes to um my wife is a nurse in as you probably know a lot of healthcare systems are catholic or christian healthcare uh, systems and like our insurance wouldn't cover any any uh like like birth control or like reproductive right type thing and i just thought that was like mind-boggling because it's just like man we're not even taking part in this you know what i mean like this is like not (laughs) it's just not fair you know what i mean like it's just like it's not we're not even we're not like members of this a church or something that are like that are letting us live in like an apartment you know what i mean like you know what i mean like it's like that kind of stuff is like is is that influence is so scary and i know we've laughed a lot about it but like the political implications and influence it holds over people is just very i think actually terrifying like i just i mean that's just how people vote that's how people make decisions on the members of their family that's how they make decisions on who they surround themselves in is like with is like not necessarily even from like jesus or a bible it's whoever is chosen chosen by uh air quotes people um just to represent the church that they go to and like their personal ideals and how they can personal gain and church gain you know and that those kind of ideals that they're spreading are like truly like probably rooting a lot of lives and no one there's nothing you I don't think those people can be saved from it, unfortunately. You know, I just don't think it's possible. You know, I think that they're too far gone, you know. I like to think of, you know, to put a hopeful spin on it, like I like to think of your relationship with Christianity as almost kind of like a a rom-com thing where the church is (laughs) Ryan Reynolds and you're Sandra Bullock and like you kind of hate each other right now, but eventually you'll hump. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you think I'm just I'm eventually like 35. Like I haven't, it's maybe like 45. I'll die. Yeah. Again. I think one day you'll be kid playing first like marijuana for the first time. <laughs> you'll be incorporating fireworks riffs into like praise and worship songs on stage at a mega church somewhere. Oh, that was also very appealing though. I was like, dude, pretty cool they like play music at the church you know what i mean (laughs) incidentally it pays better than being in a touring band so it would have been probably pretty good too (laughs) it's like dude they use like electric guitars and pedals and shit dude you know they're not (laughs) 
They're not messing around. <laughs> they got one of those drum kits that's just a bunch of like rubber plates. <laughs> yeah, and they also but they still I have the drum shield set up. I was gonna say they have the drum <laughs> drum shields. Drum shields are church. It's amazing. Yeah. They all have the fucking drum shields. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's incredible. Well, this has been. Uh, we've been keeping you going for a long time, man. But this has been a lot of fun. Thanks so much, dude, for for hanging out with us for the past god couple hours. We've let uh, yeah, time absolutely. Go by it on was this one. Fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Uh, like I said, never done a podcast before, so it was a funny, uh, funny uh, first one to do. I think that's crazy. Some, some no shit. podcast before. I guess when you podcast kind of blew up in your uh, during your hiatus, I guess. Yeah, but also like anything, not not saying we'd be interesting enough to have on podcasts, but like I think it would all just be like talking about the band and music and like that's who wants to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> it's always awkward for the people in it. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess this me who want yeah, who would want to well, I mean do some that? people fucking love it, obviously. Like they just, I guess so. they're obsessed with talking tough. about themselves, but like Man, I don't know. What else are you going to say? You know, like Even asking questions about it feels strange. Like, when I listen to interviews where people ask questions and they're like, so what does that mean? You're like, you have to feel like an idiot asking that question. Like, I don't, I feel weird. I feel like I sound dumb or that the person I'm talking to thinks I sound dumb, which makes me self-conscious when I ask questions that try to sound too introspective about the music that somebody else fucking wrote. It's like, I prefer that. So that's why we do this. That's why we yeah. uh, hit it from the side. I mean, this is cool because it's like a different look into, uh, you know, just something else that might relate to uh, the music in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. like, I don't know if you guys like, like, Pedro the Lion or Dave Bazan or any of that stuff. But mm-hmm. I think, like, his talk, him talking about, like, Christianity and stuff is more interesting than ever hearing him talk about, like, his music, you know, because that's what you listen to and Absolutely. enjoy like you know what i mean so it's cool oh actually just a little sidebar he he played cornerstone uh yes and that was actually fucking sweet because he was like swearing and stuff and i was like whoa this is cool and then like obviously like a couple years later he's like oh i'm not christian anymore. i'm not christian anymore. <laughs> so you're like oh okay that makes sense i guess i guess he was probably falling out pretty pretty hard at that point so every youth yeah, pastor yeah. that was there is like i knew it <laughs> i told you <laughs> told you not to trust this guy well where can people find your music uh everywhere all anywhere your algorithms are built for you you know spotify <laughs> this is uh, another music, really stupid question nowadays <laughs> Bandcamp. Yeah. uh if you don't i always do like to say though everywhere like that if you don't have streaming or access to streaming um or you share on like a family plan you can't listen to it whatever uh you can download the album for um like name your price on Bandcamp. Uh, so oh, wow. that oh, price cool. can be zero dollars is what i'm saying if you want to download for free that's cool <laughs> that's fine download it um just but yeah fully, I just like fully the... resigned to the fact that people don't pay for music anymore yeah. i love it if you at this point like yeah if you don't have if you if you don't have spotify or apple music or any of that stuff and like i think almost like you deserve to get a free free download right? I mean, like, <laughs> there you go who cares <laughs> Well, the new album is fucking amazing. As soon as I heard it, I fell in love with it. So thank you for putting it out. I've I've really been 
having that on repeat for the past. Oh, awesome, man. Thank you so much. Now. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.